Time to spotlight those EVs, electric vehicle companies, and the stocks that go along with them. Gordon Johnson, CEO and founder of GLJ Research, joining us. Thank you so much, Gordon, for being with us. So I always love when you're able to come on the show because people start to say we're too bullish on Tesla. And we like to present both sides. And you've been a notorious bear. Um, when Tesla's at $700, $600, we have most guests who say, I want to buy it. You say sell it. Why? Right. So we think Tesla's a sell because we think the stock is grossly overvalued. Let's, let's just look at the, the, the dynamics. Tesla is valued at just under a trillion dollars, which is roughly more than every other automotive company combined. They sold about 950,000 cars last year. For instance, uh, Toyota, which is just one other auto company, sold just under 10 million. Um, their market share in the EU is imploding. Uh, their market share in the EU has went from 33% to roughly, um, uh, roughly 15%. In the month of May, in the month of May, I want to highlight, right? They, they, they did this big uh, German plant launch, right, where they were supposed to be producing 1,000 cars per week. It's looking like they're gonna sell less than 2,000 cars for the full month of May, which essentially means they're not producing or not selling anything out of Germany. So their market share in Europe in the month of May is gonna collapse. In China, their market share has imploded. Um, they sold 1,000 cars um, in April. It's looking like they're gonna sell just over 2,000 cars in May. Um, uh, that's down 98% from what they sold in March. So they've seen their market share implode in China. And it's looking like they're having issues selling cars in the U.S. as well. Not to mention, we think they're going to have problems with earnings this quarter. But most importantly, we think the company is going to see their sales growth decline in Q2. So this is a company that's going to go X growth in Q2. They're losing significant share in two of the largest EV markets in the world, um, China and Europe. And in the U.S., you have Ford and GM coming to eat their lunch with a number of amazing EVs. So this is just a company, it's not that we hate Tesla or hate Elon Musk, it's just a company that's yeah. massively overvalued and that's becoming clear to everyone. You're gonna have more analysts cutting their estimates. So we think the stock at 700 is gonna see significant downside for here. We think it's worth mm -hmm. 68 bucks and we think it gets there by the end of next year. Uh, what did you say, 60 bucks? $68 per share. We think Tesla stock is $68 per share. That's, that's our bull case um, by the end of next year, by the end of 2023. Wow. Um, what are you going to do if you're not correct? I mean, because there are some people who would say, I mean, if you looked at the fastest runner in the whole wide world, one of the fastest runners in the whole wide world, right? Which Tesla is one of the biggest, best leaders in EVs. Okay, so maybe that runner runs a little less fast, but still probably faster than almost everybody, even at a less pace, lesser pace. Um, don't you think that Tesla still has a place in the global picture for EVs? China, you can't count because they've been closed for COVID, so everybody's going to suffer over there. Um, you know, it's not just a it's not just a car company; it's so much more, right? Are you not enc yeah. encompassing all of Tesla and Elon Musk as the visionary? So, Nicole, I, I think you're dead wrong there. I think Tesla is a car company. I'm just asking. I didn't say, hold on. By saying I'm dead wrong, you're assuming that I agreed with what I said, and I didn't. I posed right, but, a question. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to no, clarify no, that. Go explain. ahead. So in, in 2021, 95% of their, of their revenue came from selling cars. The other 5% came from an energy division, which has negative gross margin. Uh, and the same thing in Q1. 
So if you're getting 95% of your revenues from selling cars, you are a car company, right? Tesla is seen as a battery innovator. They do not make batteries and never have. They buy their batteries from Panasonic, um, LG, and CATL, and they're being outproduced uh, by BYD. BYD outsells. Okay, so let's talk about what you do like. Let's talk about what you do like. I want to hear about what you do like, because I know there's a lot of excitement about the Cybertruck, and there's been some prototypes out and a lot of talk about this week. But this is not on your radar. You don't like it. Your best case scenario here is 68 bucks at the end of next year. So what do you like? Right. So I think a company that I think is doing well, it is. I think this is the, the, the Tesla non-Tesla. This is the Tesla. It isn't Tesla. I think it's BYD. They're making batteries. They're expanding their, uh, their, 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 their number of car offerings. Warren Buffett is an investor. You can either like him or hate him, but he's an investor in BYD. Um, they're doing all the things that the Tesla investors hope that Tesla was doing. But I just want to talk about EVs, right? EVs last year were just under 5% of global auto sales. Right now, an EV car costs about ten dollars to $12,000 more than an equivalent ICE car, has half the range, and is considerably less convenient when you think about charging stations versus gas stations. There was a tweet that somebody put out, and they said, would you rather go to the gas station and pay $8 a gallon, or would you rather sit three hours like I had to and wait to charge your Tesla car or Tesla car because the lines were so long? So ICE cars are just more convenient, more efficient right. for the average everyday person, and that's going to be the case for years. So unless the governments throw more incentives at these EV cars, and I would argue when the, when, when the Republicans probably run the gamut at midterm elections, this support for EVs is going to dissipate significantly. Um, you know, right. unless you're going to throw more incentives, I don't think you're going to see a big jump in EVs. So I think that- Yeah, EVs and there's no grid power for it right now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I investors have gotten way ahead of their skis on the EV uh, investment. I think most people would agree, whether you're bullish or bearish on the group, there's just the electrical grid right now is not set up for EVs in any way, shape or form. Not yet. Sure. Um, you know, there's still some charging stations and such, but it's not um, very, very common yet. That being said, Rivian versus Ford, you know, the F-150, the yeah. F-150 Lightning is a darling. We've had on Dutch Masters. He's a truck guy. He said he can't wait for the Rivian truck. He's really excited about it. Tell me your thoughts here on the battle of the EV trucks. I mentioned the Cybertruck, we'll keep that out. Tell me about the That's Rivian truck question. versus Thanks the Ford truck. Let, let me read my notes here. So you think about the F-150 Lightning, <laughs> right? Which is currently selling, right? It's currently selling. I would argue it's a fantastic EV, has roughly 200,000 orders, 230 to 300 miles of range, and starts at $39.974,000 before the 7.5K tax credit, right? You look at the GM Chevy Silverado EV, right? Not out yet, coming out next year, 400 miles of range, also has 200,000 orders and starts at $39.9,000. Yet the Rivian truck, which has anywhere from 260 to 314 miles of range, starts at $67,500. And it's made by a startup manufacturer that's had a, had a number of teething problems to include a number of recalls, quality problems, as well as it being behind the eight ball, right? Last year, they made 2.553 thousand cars. They only delivered 1.227 thousand cars. Um, and they only expect to make 25,000 trucks next year. Despite that fact, right, both GM and Ford are valued at roughly $55 billion, and, and Rivian's valued at 25, but roughly more than half the value of these guys. When, 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 when GM sold 6 million cars in 2021 at a profit, 
and Ford sold four million at a profit, and yet Rivian had sold a, a minuscule amount of cars and had a four point two billion dollar loss. The point is, right. based on those numbers, Rivian at twenty five billion in market cap is grossly overvalued, and they need to. There's going to be significant hurdles of them ramping up to a millions of cars of sales, which is going to take years, and it's already valued into the stock. So. You just look at the valuation of Rivian versus the other guys. It's at 22 bucks. Where do you think it is? No, Where should yeah, Rivian I mean, be? Right. I mean, you just look at the F-150 and the Silverado are entrenched cars that people love, they trust, and they're willing to, um, you know, these fleet buyers are willing to, you know, stake their claim on. Now, you are, I know what you're going to say, Nicole. You're going to say, well. No, I have to wrap it up. I have to wrap it up. I just wanted a target. Yeah. I wanted a target on Rivian. I have to wrap it up here, Gordon. But I was hey, curious on. to think where you think it should be trading. It's at $27 today for Rivian. We don't, we don't have a target, but I, I just think the valuation is egregious. Put it that way. Yeah, so lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gordon, nice to we see like you, Gordon Johnson. Yeah, BYD. Right. And the ticker symbol is BYDDY. Thank you. Gordon Johnson, CEO right. and founder of GLJ Research. Thanks for being here, Gordon.